0: All right. All right. It's another episode of business and life conversations podcast with me, your host, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting. And I'm delighted to have the magnificent Claire Barton joining us today to talk about decluttering your business in nine easy steps. Claire is a content strategist from Brisbane, and what I love about Claire, she's all about putting the perfectionism and overwhelm to the side in order for businesses like yours and mine to get organized so that we can shine. And I'm super excited for Claire to share her nine easy steps to decluttering business. Welcome to the show, Claire. Hello, hello. Now, listen, you've just come back from four magnificent weeks in beautiful Bali. So welcome back to sunny Brisbane, Australia.
1: And how are you settling in? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Bit of holiday hangover, but um, <laughs> no, really good. Really good. The last um, eight or nine days that I was away was all about um, creativity and chilling and doing less. So I'm pretty, pretty re- re-refreshed. Refreshed we were talking
0: though, funnily enough, prior to the starting of the recording of the show about What it's like coming back and entering in from when you've been on a holiday, whether or not it's for business or whatever, and you come back and then you're like, boom, bam, welcome home to kids, hubby, house, and all the other duties. And we're going, ah, it can be such a little bit of a mind mess up sometimes that we've got to change our speed. So yes, well, welcome back. Now, I do like the listeners to get to know you a little bit more before we jump right into the business side of things. So tell us something magical that happened over in Bali. What was your kind of big takeaway for life, business, a combination of both? Mm. look
1: I guess um I had I had nine days of holiday with my family before they came home and then I ran my own retreat and then I as I said I went on this beautiful creativity and meditation retreat and look I guess the biggest thing that I got from the entire thing was you know the beauty that you get from Asia about actually slowing down doing less connecting more and not adding more things to your to-do list and you know that sort of thing so I love I love going to Asia for a bit of a reality check on all the life stuff <laughs> I yeah. think that's always a really good um, takeaway but yeah definitely the um you know I always say when you go to anywhere in Azure it's a real um there's always the two ends of the spectrum it's faster and it's slower it's easier and it's harder and all that sort of thing and actually making the choice to you pick the bits out of your life when you get home that that are working and try and you know eliminate the other ones that, that aren't working so much so I think that was probably my, my biggest takeaway is to actually try and do less connect
0: more and Stop adding things to the list of to-dos just for the sake of that. Absolutely. And I guess the there's list. also a difference that I always say is, are you being productive or are you just busy? You know, like, is it, what That's is it? So you know, like you can exactly. rewrite lists a million times and you can do this a million times, but it doesn't mean you're productive and or yeah. didn't mean scaling your business in any ways. It just means that you're business that you're busy and potentially have a hobby, you know, so. Obviously, you were also involved for your own retreat. So I guess give the um, listeners a little bit of information about who Claire is, what your business is, and who you kind of serve so we can, you know, have a little bit of context before we jump into this podcast a little bit deeper.
1: Yeah, sure. So I've been uh, running this business for about three years, but I've been in business management since I was 19 years old in one way, shape, or form, um, including um, operations and logistics and all the back of house stuff. And it's definitely where I shine. I'm a Virgo. So I was basically destined to work in a business where I could just organize things and make things more efficient and effective and easy all day long. So I'm in my happy place 99% of the time. Um, What I I work mainly with women who have online, generally service-based businesses, sometimes a little bit of products, but usually more service-based. And the two main things that I help with is content strategy. So creating content, whether that's via blog or videos, webinars, podcasts, social media, um, newsletters, website, all of that sort of thing, everything where people can get those impression points from you. Um, and making sure that that's aligned to your message and that it re- it resonates with your tribe and helps you to build your business and isn't just there for the sake of you know having a blog <laughs> yes. because someone told you it was great for your business. Um, so that's the big um, thing that I run. And that was definitely part of the where my retreat started, it's called, I have a, a monthly membership called Batch It Crazy, which is all about creating con- uh, consistent and aligned content. And the retreat is called the Batch It Crazy Retreat, but it's definitely become more of a retreat for people to come and start, finish and launch yes. a project. Um, so that's, we had a couple of people in Bali who created courses or redesigned their entire business model, um, including all their services and products and that sort of thing. So that's kind of the other 50% of what I do is more about the structure systems, Um, and strategy for your business to make sure that you're, as you said, not just spinning the wheels. You're not just being busy. You're not just doing things because you're ticking a box that your business coach told you you had to do. It's really about making sure that what you're doing is aligned to how you want to build your lifestyle around your business and your, not just trading time for money and you're actually doing things that are easy to deliver and aligned with your own goals and that sort of thing in a really structured and systematic yeah. so system you way. Like you
0: so you've got those two components, really, do you know what I mean? The um, the, the batching kind of component yeah. and the structure there and whatever that looks like and then obviously yeah. that content, you know, and the, that rich content, which again is needed, you know, there there needs to be an element about how does your um, listeners or your consumers consume information? What do they need from you? And do you know what I mean? How are you doing that on a regular basis? Now, obviously... In order to Mm. even get to that level, though, there is an element of decluttering. And I do see businesses all the time who are super stressed, overwhelmed, and they're just kind of running from one task to another. And I think, again, as I'm sure you know, coming back from Bali, Mm. I've just come back from Bali, that there is something magical about decluttering uh, collectively. Do you mean internally with yourself, decluttering in your life, your family, et cetera. But we're on today, though, is more about business. So why do you think businesses need to declutter? And what are the benefits from doing this?
1: Mm, yeah, it's it's so true. I think um, coming back after living out of a suitcase for four weeks and not wanting for anything, it's a real kind of reality check on actually how much stuff we surround ourselves in online and um, virtually as well as physically that, it just adds to the overwhelm and doesn't actually help us get anywhere except for more busy and, and feeling like there's this sort of heaviness around. So I think um, when you come, well, when when you get to a point where you realize you just cluttered and you're busy and you, just, you know, um, going through different lists and, and just moving things around and shuffling paperwork, basically, you know, that you're wasting time, you know that you're wasting energy and and resources, doing things that aren't actually moving you towards your goals. So Having um, less in your business, less things to, less places to have to check, less places to um, have to spend time, less stuff to look through when you're when you're finding for something, and having some really efficient systems that work for you, um, I think definitely helps you to have that feeling of productivity. And you know, a lot of people who I work with, um, you know, I know that they. Would definitely benefit from taking some stuff out or from doing less. But they their overwhelming feeling is that they're not productive enough. They're not getting enough done. um, They're not. They don't feel like they're moving forward and that sort of thing. So you know, the more that you can sort of strip out, um, the easier it is to to actually move forward. So I guess you could say this.
0: So the benefits are that you can move forward. You're more efficient potentially. You're more productive, and you probably have a clearer vision about what needs to be done. Just like again, just go and do it versus all this kind of softer fluff that's been around until you declutter. Exactly. Now, in the beginning yeah. of one of your um, blog articles, I just want to get people in the mood about what we're kind of talking here and to see if people can resonate. Um, it's not anything sexy or anything like that, but I do think it's a little bit fun to get people into it. And so I just want to read a little bit of the script from one of your blogs that you have on your um, website about decluttering. So if anyone else there is listening, mm-hmm. before we jump into the goodness that Claire's going to offer us about the top, uh, top nine tips that she can give us to declutter, let's see if anyone else kind of feels like this. It's Monday morning. You have the house to yourself, a whole lot to do and a cup of coffee, and you may actually get to drink it while it's still hot. Amen. Anyone else feel like a hallelujah there? You walk into your house um, or into your home office and bam, it's like the yuck hits you. You know, there are hundreds of unread emails in your inbox. Your desk is a complete pigsty. Your to-do list consists of roughly 11 million scraps of paper all over your do you know I mean, office. And then you find things in the kitchen with every, you know, random thought. You've got, you know, you're kind of just, you're trying to survive. You know, you've been there before. You think that buying the next shiny object, do you know what I mean, is going to help resolve your problems. So you buy the shiny object, but it actually, you've never used it. It's still sitting in your pink on your desk. (laughs) Um, So... Yes. I mean, I think there's many of us out there that can feel that way, that it's just like, oh, my goodness, I don't even know where to start. So, again, that's where you're going to come in. So, you know, like I said, I felt like this. I'm sure many of you listening are the same way. So, Claire, please share your top nine quick fixes to get shite in order so that we can all restore calm (laughs) and beauty into our work. So share with us these wonderful tips. Lovely. Excellent, so
1: number one is um, getting your emails under control now i there's a bit of a joke every time someone has an inbox and I happen to glance at it for some reason and it's got four thousand unopened <laughs> emails there's always a bit of a joke like "Oh, don't let Claire see this because it just it does make me feel even a little bit choked yeah. up just <laughs> just thinking about you know having to deal with that and it is one of those things that i I think is so simple to manage and so easy to keep under control, but it seems to be super overwhelming for a lot of people. So one of my hacks um, is using unrollme.com, uh, sorry, unroll.me. Um, and it's a great app. You basically hook up your email addresses and you can select which ones you want to keep coming into your inbox, unsubscribe from, or roll up, which means you can roll it up into a daily email, which you get from unrollme. that um, has like a, a screenshot of the first part of it. You can choose whether you want to open it or not. Um, and it just means that you're getting one email a day instead of how many hundreds you normally get. Just a one one quick way. There are a few, a um, bit of, bit of um, uh, what's it called? The, like the um, terms and conditions and everything that you need to read and make sure you're okay with it. It doesn't actually unsubscribe you from a list. It actually just puts it into a different folder, but it means you don't see it. And if it means, you know, getting rid of those 4,000 emails out of your inbox so that you're not completely overwhelmed, I think it's it's a gotcha. good one. So is, is there a cost associated with that? With, no, it's totally free um, and on, if, if anyone goes and has a, has a look at um, my blog, there's a screenshot of my three email accounts where I've unsubscribed from 253, 441 and 31 respectively and that was from about a year and a half ago and I think when I looked most recently, one of my accounts I'd unsubscribed from over 800 um, lists. So you can imagine even just getting one of those a month, that's 800 emails a month that I'm no longer getting into my, in, into my inbox. So totally worth anything that might ever happen um just to remove all of that all right so getting emails under
0: control is tip number one and you want and a cool hack that you can do this is using the unroll me um do mean format and that will help people to get the email under control all right sweet tip number two
1: beautiful so the second one is to organize your paperwork now most of us work in a pretty paperless system, which is fantastic, great right for the environment, much better for our mental health, um, not being you know, surrounded by all of this paperwork. So um, go through everything, do whatever you need to do. If there's things that you absolutely must keep, obviously keep them and file them. I love systems where I can take a photo of, of the paperwork, upload it to somewhere like Dropbox or Evernote or whatever wherever it is that I'm storing it and delete, shred and recycle the paper that it actually came on um, anything that I can, um, get electronically, all of my bills, all of that sort of thing. I've made sure that it comes in electronically and I have a system with myself and with my VA, my team to, um, to file that efficiently. So I can always find it. It's always still there, but it's not, you know, physically around me and it's, you know, being able to go everywhere and go overseas for four weeks and not have to take 15,000 bits of paper or notebooks and that sort of thing is really really important to me, and I think for the you know the laptop lifestyle that a lot of us are trying to um, accommodate, yes. <laughs> going paperless as much as possible is definitely a big. And thing also as like well. that,
0: they, again, you, if you do need it, that's fine. Take a you know screenshot of it, take a photo of it, and then upload it into a file on Dropbox where it can be stored yeah. out of sight, out of mind. But I also like the fact that then you can then recycle the paper, and we're also still helping the environment to the best that we can. Yeah. Sweet. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've also got two little kids. So anything that's only single-sided gets a line through it and it goes into their scrap paper pile so they can yeah, do your Yeah, no, Perfect. I do and like then... a good recycle. Trust me, I'm like <laughs> my little one Chloe's a drawer. So I'm like, like, do not touch the good paper. Go and get the scrap paper. <laughs> I know. All right, cool. So tip number three.
1: Number three is to get your to-do lists organized. So there's so many times when people have got a to do list in maybe an app like Asana, or they also use their Reminders app and they use their iNotes app and they use paper notes and they've got a diary and they've got a note here and a notebook there and here and there a notebook and yes. there a notebook. So, um, so, feeling like one of the first things I often do with people when they're in that state of overwhelm is to gather all of that up and just get it into a central location. And that simple action of just getting it all into one place so that you know there's nothing that's fallen through the cracks, nothing that's going to trip you up later because you've forgotten it then actually having it all in one place is so so valuable so i love asana anyone who's ever heard me say anything has probably heard me say the word asana um it's a beautiful tool it's free again it's like to-do list on steroids and it can be used for a million different things so um i put everything in there you can use it on your desktop you can use it on your phone or your tablet as well so you can see exactly um what you have to do, I my, my big thing with, with to-do lists is I have sort of three. So my main one is just the general to-do list is something that needs to be done within the next um, short period of time. So maybe within the next month or so. Then I have a priorities list where I only put three to five things every day or at a time. So I know exactly what I'm focusing on this week or this day or in this work session. And then the third one is called the toy box or the shiny object box or whatever you want to call it. And that's all the things that you'd like to do at some point, but isn't a priority or it doesn't need to be done straight away. So that's how
0: I I set out. And I think it is important that again, like you can have great ideas and you want to capture those ideas, but I too use the toy box analogy, like, you know, put it away, uh, you know, put it in the toy box. It will still be there when you want to come and play with it the next time, but just focus on the things that you need to get done before you start moving on to something else.
1: Yeah, that's right. One of my favorite things for that is um, actually recording it. So if you've got a voice recorder on your phone or something like that, record what the idea is because, um, when either, and instead of, set of, um, a reminder to go and have a look at it again in, say, two weeks' time. What that does is you can hear all of the elements, all of the ideas. You can hear the energy and the excitement and all of that sort of thing behind it. And Then you can make the decision whether like, that is a great idea. That's amazing. I'm totally going to do that. Or what was I thinking? That's going straight <laughs> yes. so to the straight to the bin. So you out. know, it just gives you a little bit of space because how many times do we go? Oh, I might just create a course or I might create a thing or whatever and you go and do it and then you think what the hell it's outside of my business or someone's already got that or that's not not going to help you know where i'm trying to get to but you've just wasted the last two weeks putting all your time and energy and focus into it actually it's just derailed you from what you were doing yeah before. no i
0: couldn't agree more on that one because it's uh sometimes like i said especially those with me with adhd i can get lost very very quickly in my thoughts so yes yeah. cool so moving yeah. on to tip number four Lovely. So the next one is to pick a
1: small physical space to clean up and make it beautiful. So, um, you know, we were just talking about this before your house is get, you know, it can be beautiful one day and a total site yep. the next. So it's, um, you know, sometimes I come home and I think I, I haven't got time, energy, mental capacity to do everything, but I just need a little scope of vision. I just need a little space to sit and feel like, okay, this is calm. This is tidy. This is organized. I like looking at it. I like seeing you know, what's in front of me and that sort of thing. You can't do everything, so just pick a little space, whether that's your desk or um, a little corner of your, I don't know, your couch or outside or something like that, and just make it a space that you really want to spend time in that day or for that moment or whatever. So often it is literally a corner, your bedroom yes. or something like that. Get a candle, put a couple of nice books there, get your nice coffee mug. It doesn't have to be Instagram-worthy. It just has to make you feel like, the entire place isn't going to come crumbling down on your head and it's a nice harmonious space
0: to to play. Exactly right. Like, again, it's better to have a clear space, you know, to be able to be productive and efficient and being work friendly than just going like, yeah, your whole vibe, you're like, oh, this sucks, everything's a mess. So cool. So just so declutter one little element, you know, don't tackle everything, just one particular element of the house or your office, et cetera, to make it a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sweet. Tip number five.
1: Okay. So tip number five is to do a bit of a declutter of your head space. So this is something that can be super helpful to do with someone, with an accountability buddy, a peer, a coach, something like that, but you can do it by yourself as well. And it's really just about um, doing a big brain dump. So getting everything out of your head. Sometimes people like to do like a mind map. Sometimes it's a list for me. It's always a list because that's just how my brain works. (laughs) I write the list of all the lists I want to write. Um, But just having a Dedicated period of time, whether it's five minutes or half an hour or whatever, just to get it all out. You can speak it out if that's easier, um, or you can write it down or something like that. But just to feel like you don't have to keep all the mental balls in the air. You don't have to keep everything in your head because if you don't remember something, you know, it'll be gone or whatever. Knowing that it's written down somewhere, knowing that it's out, actually, you know, you can see it when someone does it with you, see their shoulders drop about five centimeters by the end of it because they're like, oh that burden is gone. I've captured it. And now my head can actually think and there's some clarity. So physically, mentally doing a bit of a mental declutter is just such a powerful thing. So, you know, you know when you meditate and it's all about observing the thoughts as they come and then letting them go and then coming back to that sort of thing, that actually doesn't happen unless you've got some way for that, you know, that information to still be captured somewhere that you feel safe and secure. So you're not going to forget it and you're not going to drop the balls and you're not going to forget that it's, Book week next week and you've got a birthday party to go to and you've got a cake to bake and all that sort of sort of thing. It's actually there. It's captured. It's on your to-do list or it's on a big map or something like that. So you can actually get back into the zone and be focused and present on what you need to be focused and present. I do
0: like that, that again, like you've tied the, okay, yes, you can do decluttering of your physical environment, but so many people will forget the mental health, do you know what I mean? Or the mental side of things. And again, one doesn't work without the other, you know, Now, I would love to say I agree about meditation. However, I've never actually done it. So I can't actually fully say that I knew where you were going with that, Claire. (laughs) because <laughs> I don't want a lot of those people to think that I'm in the minute. Not that I'm not into it. I just know, I'm like the ADHD man. I'm like, I think we talked about, I know this is totally a total tangent, but Claire and I were talking about, or maybe it was Sinead, another one of our mutual friends. She has this floating tank that you can go in. And yeah. I just remember the first time I was in it, I was like, it's supposed to be calm. And then <laughs> I'm like counting how many times I could touch my toes and how much, how long it'll yeah. take me to get from there. Super. It is calming. Do you know what I mean? But not the essence of like, I think you're supposed to be like in within yourself. Yeah. So yes yeah, so and no, but I can appreciate that. I'm assuming that again, you need to have a clear head in order for you to get to the zone or the Zen or. Yeah. Right
1: yeah. I don't, I don't know either. I'm certainly no, um, no meditation guru or yogi or anything like that, but I, you know, being on this meditation retreat definitely has awakened my understanding of how busy my head just always is, and I was the same in the float tank. I spent half the time trying to think of ways that you could design like a whiteboard or a chalkboard that would work <laughs> in that environment, so that I could write all the ideas down that I was having while I was in the float tank. Like that was, I'm exactly was exactly the same. So you know, and it's not even about meditation. Do we take that totally out of the equation? But you know what it's like when you are uh, when you just feel overwhelmed and there's so much in your head that you're trying to keep going with. You you can't be productive. No. You can't get anything done. There's just competing priorities, competing thoughts, competing issues, problems, ideas, all that sort of thing. So getting it out means that you can then start organizing your thoughts a little bit more, so that you can dedicate the time and energy to each of those things that
0: you, you know that they're due. And I know an old high school teacher that I um obviously back in the day. I don't want to show my age to too many. Almost forty. <laughs> So three uh, yes, easy. Yes. Um yeah. she she said that because her brain was go would go so quickly at nighttime, which was you know, she just wanted to shut off, that she had a notebook by her bed. And so she said she would rather be able to do a quick brain dump and she actually felt that she was able to well she not just felt but she did. Her brain closed down a lot quicker by just getting them out of her head and onto paper so she didn't have to hang on to them anymore. So it's a similar, do you know mean type of thing is that you just want to get it out to then free you up for something else.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. I used to do that when I was a bit younger as well. And, um, you know, now I often just use my notes because of my notes on my iPhone because I do religiously use that anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit the same and I've got like a sauna. So it's easy to just go in and add something like, don't forget to do this tomorrow or I put it straight into my calendar or something like that. Um, I am very, un I am very paperless, So if, any opportunity that I have to put a reminder in or whatever, I, I have systems, you know, written down but generally just in my head as well of how I do things so that I don't feel like I have to you know take those stresses to bed and um and all that sort of thing so yeah I think that that's really cool same for first thing in the morning like how nice is it to process your dreams or your thoughts or your worries or whatever for the day um before you actually get out of bed and just feel like you can get up and go and enjoy your coffee rather than having to race through
0: all those five million things you have to do today 100 100 so all right so tip six
1: all right, tip six, going back to something a bit more virtual now is to declutter your app. So delete anything that it's unused. So this goes for um, your documents, your, so your phone or your um, desktop or whatever. Go through and just clean it off. You know, I, I have, I don't know how many apps, probably over 200, I reckon, on my phone, but every month or so, I go through and I delete the ones that I haven't used for a little while because, you know, you hear about these shiny objects and people are like, this app's amazing. It's changed my life. And you're like, oh, I better go and get it. Then you go and get it. And then you never sign into it. You never use it. You never do anything with it. And then, I don't know, when you're looking for something, obviously you can use the search function, but sometimes you're just having a scroll. And just having to go through more stuff adds to the feeling of overwhelm. So if you're not using it, just delete it. Um, I'm all, I'm a big with this, you know, I've got the next number seven is about deleting all of the other things. So I'll mush these two together, Perfect. but basically anything that doesn't need to be done or used, I would say, if you've got something on your to-do list, it's been on there for six months and it hasn't happened yet. And the world hasn't imploded, just delete it seriously, yep. like put it in the toy box or delete it or delegate it or whatever you need to do. But if it's just in there and it hasn't actually impacted anything, get rid of it. It's not critical. It's not crucial. There's obviously a block there, either work through the block or just don't worry about it at all. It'll come back up. And I do the think there's
0: something to be said that again, by just having to see that reminder, like, oh, I didn't do that again. Oh, I didn't do that again. Oh, I did totally. that again. Um, that's how I was, to, yeah. Um, social media marketing world is over in the U.S. One of the biggest conferences over there. And I kept saying that I was going to apply to be a speaker. And then I was like, literally, that was in March. And it was last week that I was like, oh my goodness, if I if I rewrite this on my to-do list one more time, and I was like, I, yeah. and that too, I was either, I'm either doing it or I'm not. You know, like, is it, it's either a priority or it isn't. And that's okay if it's not. Yeah. And I just yeah. stopped what I was doing, went and did it. And I was like, oh my goodness it's actually, I did it, it's done, you know, like, and I was like, okay, but I agree with you, like having to see it over and over again, is it is actually going to potentially cause you more anxiety or more stress or more overwhelm? Because it's just a reminder, like, womp, womp I didn't do it. So yeah, I'm with you. Flick that off. Um, and, and yeah, flick off all those other ones too. So perfect. All right, great. So tip number eight.
1: So tip number eight is to organize your money. Ah, everyone gets money, money, out on this one. Uh, yeah. Um, so, look, that can be everything from getting your tax done or looking at your bookkeeping. I'm, I'm a, I'm not a mathematical person, but I absolutely love looking at my numbers. I use Wave Apps, which is a free bookkeeping tool, and I absolutely love it. I use it for all my personal stuff and all my business stuff. Um, and I've integrated Profit First and um, Barefoot Investor as well for my business and for our personal stuff. So I'm. Kind of like up to my elbows in all the money stuff and I really love owning that and, and planning it out and looking at it all the time and that sort of thing. So, um, it's, it's quite, um, it's quite a big mindset thing for me. It's quite a big um, motivator as well. But I think, um, just the basics, like a lot of people kind of, I don't know, go under a bit of a rock when it, when it comes to money, especially for your business. It doesn't have to be as crazy as, you know, installing a new app and getting a bookkeeper and all of that sort of thing. But, um, you know, if you can get to grip with your finances, have some system, even if it's a shoebox and you just put all of your receipts in there at the end of the week or, you know, whatever it is, just understanding where you're at with your money, where it's going, what you need to do to hit your goals. If you have any goals and if you, you know, should obviously have some goals when it comes to your money, you're not doing this as a charity or a hobby. Um, just really feeling like you understand and you own and you know where all your number stuff is at is such a powerful um activity to do and I yeah I think it's it's a really great reality check sometimes and it's a really great motivator as well
0: but I also think there's something there again from a mindset perspective that again out of sight out of mind but when so with all my own coaching clients the thing is is on the first of every month or the first Monday of every month um, they need to go in and fill in like their Google Analytics. They need to go in and fill in their like numbers from the last month so that we've got a clear understanding of what happened last month and what our target is for the following month. So um, yeah. some of my clients, they'll be a little bit resistant to it, but once we actually do it, they're like, oh, my goodness, I actually had 500 people read this blog. I thought there's only two people. You know, yeah. So I think there's something very powerful there um, that, do you mean seeing it, it's in your forefront that helps you with your overall business growth. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. I have a, um, a little spreadsheet, a PDF called a tribe tracker. So I, I'm the same, it's a freebie. It's out there for everyone, but especially when I'm working with people, we talk about that as well at the end of the month. So we look at um, all the social followers, the content um, numbers and the income and all of that sort of thing. And it's just incredible when you start to see, Oh, the, the months that I do, you know, great social media content, or I run a webinar, or I put out a new freebie or something. And my list growth, I also have income growth the next month or the same month or whatever. And those months where I didn't do a blog or I forgot to tell anyone about my freebies, I didn't make an income that month. Like, oh, that's why it's important. It's not just because someone said, you should have a blog, so I'm doing a blog. It's actually impacting the people who can find you and connect you and start working with you and all that sort of thing. And that's what it's all about. Like, you you can't just hope for the best and do some things because they're on your list and then hope that that's going to make you some money. You've actually got to know where and why and how your money is coming to you and how people are finding you and all of that sort of thing. So yeah, reporting, it doesn't have to be convoluted. It doesn't have to be money centric, but it's pretty important to know what's actually going on in your business. How can you make decisions if you don't know what's already happening?
0: No, spot on. Love it. And our last tip, tip number nine.
1: Last one is to align and cancel. And what I mean by that is to continuously check in with things like your calendar and your to-do list and where you're spending your time and energy. Um, And this was a really big one for me, probably around the time that I wrote this blog um, a bit over a year ago, that I realized I had been to something like 14 um, events over the space of two weeks, meetups and coffee dates and chats and all that sort of thing. But I was in the 14 hours, i had probably spent 30 hours or so Doing them in terms of traveling and preparing for them and all that sort of thing, and I made no money. And I was like, "What the hell am I doing? I'm not doing this in a focused way. I'm not doing this in a very um, strategic way. I was just saying yes to everything, um, but actually, it was taking me away from the work that I needed to be doing. And then I was feeling overwhelmed because I wasn't getting to do the business building and business, um, you know, income generating things as well. So I made a decision about how I was going to filter my yes and no answers to to events especially. So actually having a look through, um, you can do this retrospectively. You can do this. It's a great time management tool to actually understand where your time's all gone. You know, you get to the end of the week and you're like, shit, I've got nothing done this week. How come you look back through your calendar and it's pretty clear to see sometimes you've either just dilly-dallied around and not done very much or there hasn't been a thing that you wanted to do or you get sidetracked because everyone wants like, let's have a coffee or let's go do this. And look, I, I'm a massive fan of, I work for myself. I can say yes to coffees if I want to. I also have to be really smart about that because I do have limited time. I've got kids and, you know, a thousand other things to do and I have priorities. So giving yourself the permission to say no to things. I always think if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? If I say no to this, what am I saying yes to? So really making sure that where you spend your time and energy and with whom and doing what sort of activities um, goes through the filter of your own lifestyle and business goals um, as well. And it's okay to cancel things. It's okay to say no. You're not going to be a bad person if you don't go to every single meetup you get invited to. Um, it has to be, you know, strategically aligned and also feed your energy. I'm an introvert. So, you know, going to 15 things in two weeks, I just wanted to go to my cave for a, a month yeah. afterwards and not talk to anyone. So, you know, I've got to, you know, you've got to understand where you get your own energy from and what depletes it and, and builds it up as well.
0: And I do, that's what I did last year is uh, everything, and pretty much still this year is for everything I say yes to, uh, I'm saying no to something else. So if yeah. I'm saying yes to this, it might be I'm saying no to tucking my kids into bed. And yeah. is it going to help my business? Is it going to help the people that I'm helping at that particular time? And if not, it is a no. You know, So it's okay to say no. Yeah, that's yeah, so. it. Yeah. So, so sweet. So there are now, there's non-great tips. And the whole point of this is to help you guys declutter and to feel less overwhelmed and less stressed. But I would say some of you guys are like, oh my goodness, great non-great tips. Where do I start? I would suggest you choose one choose one or maybe choose your top three and then choose one at a time and then go through them. Not all of these tips are going to be applicable to you and your family or your business, but if you apply at least one or two of these tips, your world is going to be a much better place. So again, if you're feeling overwhelmed now, because there's so many great tips, again, choose one, choose two, do them well, and then look at the others, if they're still relevant at that particular time. Now, Claire, if the listeners would like to know a little bit more about you, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, sure. So Facebook is a great place to find me, facebook.com forward slash Claire Barton coaching. There's always loads of um, great content on there and blogs and all of that sort of thing. Or my website is just clairebarton.com.au.
0: Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I know we're not actually far from each other. I think we're only about a 15 minute drive from each other. So we could have done this together live, but unfortunately we didn't. But thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. And for those of you who um, are wondering, you know, where are you going to be able to get all these wonderful tips? My team and I will be also putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my Facebook group, the Australian Business Collaborative. And I'd love to see you join me over there. But until then, Have an awesome day, everyone, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to connecting with you all very soon. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au